We live in a world filled with poor thinking about God. You are not going to go through life constantly struggling, pressure, weighted down by problems. This is a new day. Ease is coming. We should be learning all we can about him, but our lives are so busy. Ain't nobody got time for that. In the hustle and bustle of daily life, where can we find manageable nuggets of truth? It's not that easy. Another voice has emerged to meet this need. With a face for radio and a voice for silent films, what could go wrong? Stand by. Red 5 standing by. Almost there. We would be honored if you would join us. It is unavoidable. It is your destiny. For bite-sized theology. feeling about this. Hey everyone, welcome to Bite Size Theology, the podcast that digests the Word of God. I'm your host, Joe Westbrook, and I want to thank you for joining me during this half hour. First of all, I want to just ask, what did you think of that new intro? Uh, if you've been paying attention to, to the last few episodes, a lot of that sounds the same, uh, but I realized after uh, posting the last episode, actually a couple days after the last episode went live, uh, where I made the announcement that I was no longer uh, going to use this podcast to talk about food-related things, that I forgot to take the references to food discussions and such out of the podcast intro. So I had to go through this last week and uh, and make a change to that. Um, yeah, maybe I uh, put a few too many Star Wars references in there. Yeah, you know, we'll see. Uh, I might go ahead and make some other uh, intros with other quotes and such just to kind of change things up a little bit. If you've got a strong opinion on this one way or the other, I'd certainly love to hear about it. Uh, give me a holler uh, through one of the communication means that I will throw in at the end of the episode. Uh, I've wonder if doing that, uh, putting the contact stuff at the very end, uh, one, might kind of encourage people to listen all the way to the end, as well as, uh, you know, you happen to be on your computer or something else. Yes, the information's in the show notes, but uh, if you happen to be there and you hear it right at the end, you think, oh, I wanted to say something or I wanted to get involved in some way, uh, that's what I'm planning to do. We'll put the contact information at the end so it's fresh when the episode ends and gives you uh, a greater opportunity or a greater reminder to get involved uh, <clears throat> i am looking uh hopefully you know p- part of all of this uh, is to hopefully create conversation as well as community uh among christians in particular because this podcast the design for it really is to speak about things out of the bible uh, theological themes, and uh, not just theology for the sake of theology, but hopefully theology with application, you know, taking what the Bible says and uh, making something, uh, or, or, you know, understanding how that applies uh, directly to our lives uh, now, and uh, being able to, to make an application out of what Scripture says. So that is my goal with that, uh, and part of that, you know, really does depend on you, uh, if you uh, communicate with me, then uh, I get a little bit, if I get feedback, then I have an understanding of, you know, where you are, uh, what things maybe uh, would be helpful to address, and, uh, you know, just that guidance along the way. Uh, really, it is it is good, and it's good to know that people are listening. You know, I can look at the stats on the uh, on the audio hosting and see that, yeah, people are listening, and listenership still is pretty low. Um we're actually, in terms of subscription years, coming up pretty close 
to the um, to the first anniversary, uh, the first uh, you know the first time that or you know we'll have, we'll have completed about an entire subscription year. Um, and, uh, and we'll, we'll see, uh, during this next year, depending on how things go, um, you know, we'll, we'll just see what happens. If I'm able to stay on top of it and we're starting to get some more engagement, uh, that would certainly be an encouragement, uh, to continue, uh, podcasting. I know I've, I've said in other episodes that, you know, hey, I'd, I'd, lo- I'd love to do this basically even if nobody's listening, but, you know, I, I, and I think that's the way I kind of phrased it. And I needed to, to um, just kind of take a step back and think about that a little bit. Um, you know, really, uh, you know, there are better uses of my time and money uh, if there's no engagement and if, if this isn't, you know, say going anywhere. Um, you know, this is this is actually this has been a lot of fun. You know, don't get me wrong. Uh, and I, I hope that that this can be an encouragement to people. Uh, you know, the study aspect uh, w- would not go away. Uh, but there are other outlets that I can use uh, to put that to good use. So, uh, just some thoughts to keep in mind. Uh, <clears throat> we'll, uh, I think, I think just to give things a fair shake, uh, I'll plan on on going until next summer for sure. And then after that, depending on on what happens, uh, you know, then we'll we'll make decisions next year. So, uh, just some uh, kind of housekeeping things to. Uh, to get things started here. So I wanted to talk a little bit about trials today. We all face trials, not trials in terms of, you know, the court system, but trials in terms of difficult situations in life, um, which could include a, a court situation, don't get me wrong. But before the actual discussion takes place, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read uh, some scripture, and, uh, you know, there's going to be some length to this. So uh, hopefully my voice doesn't turn you off here. So I want to read first 1 Peter 3, verses 8 to 17. I'm reading out of the New English Translation uh, for those uh, who are curious. Uh, the if I want to say it's like Net Bible Online or, you know, or Dot org or something like that. I'll find the link and I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, better make myself a note about that. Um, so that you can uh, go check it out. Um, it's, it's, I think it's a good translation. Um, and uh, very, very heavily uh, footnoted. So, well, okay. So 1 Peter 3, 8 to 17. Uh, finally, all of you be harmonious sympathetic, affectionate, compassionate, and humble. Do not return evil for evil or insult for insult, but instead bless others because you were called to inherit a blessing. For the one who wants to love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from uttering deceit, and he must turn away from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer, but the Lord's face is against those who do evil. For who is going to harm you if you are devoted to what is good? But in fact, if you happen to suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. But do not be terrified of them or be shaken. But set Christ apart as Lord in your hearts and always be ready to give an answer to anyone who asks about the hope you possess. Yet do it with courtesy and respect, keeping a good conscience, so that those who slander your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame when they accuse you. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if God wills it, than for doing evil. Uh, James 1, 2-18 My brothers and sisters, consider it nothing but joy when you fall into all sorts of trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect effect, so that you will be perfect and complete, not deficient in anything. But if anyone is deficient in wisdom, he should ask God, who gives to all generously and without reprimand, 
and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith without doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed around by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord, since he is a double-minded individual, unstable in all his ways. Now the believer of humble means should take pride in his high position, but the rich person's pride should be in his humiliation, because he will pass away like a wild flower in the meadow. For the sun rises with its heat and dries up the meadow. The petal of the flower falls off, and its beauty is lost forever. So also the rich person in the midst of his pursuits will wither away. Happy is the one who endures testing, because when he has proven to be genuine, he will receive the crown of life that God promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each one is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desires. Then when desire conceives, it brings birth to sin, and when sin is full grown, it gives birth to death. Do not be led astray, my dear brothers and sisters. All generous giving and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or the slightest hint of change. By his sovereign plan he gave us birth through the message of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of all he created. And Matthew five ten to 11 Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil things about you falsely on account of me. Oh, uh, and verse 12 too, I'm sorry. Rejoice and be glad because your reward is great in heaven, for they persecuted the prophets before you in the same way. So just a few just kind of general thoughts and then we'll be done for today. So there's kind of a there's this common thread that runs throughout the entirety of the Bible. It's not just a New Testament concept, it is throughout the entirety of Scripture. And that's the concept of not doing anything out of personal retaliation or vengeance. And you can see that here, particularly in the um <clears throat> the the Peter passage. Um uh, you know, there there were things you know, you might look at um at the you know the Old Testament, so, you know the the concept of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, which you know that phrasing is in is in uh, is in the law, um, but it was never meant to be a personal retaliatory uh, setup. It was meant to be something where uh, you know it was it was a judicial thing. It was a legal thing. You know, it basically you you know you paid damage for damage. Um, so it was never meant to be, you know, a concept. It was twisted, I think, you know, um, by the time that Christ came on the scene. Uh, it was twisted to the point where I think it was really more retaliatory. You know, Christ said, you know, you've heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And, you know, he kind of turned, turned, turned principles on its head. You know, it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't that, that God's law was bad or flawed, but it had been abused uh, by men. And, you know, I, th I think what really what Christ was addressing there really was the, the man's interpretation of that. You know, it was meant to be, you know, a legal thing. But even in, in terms of legality, you know, there's, there's, uh, uh, Paul writes about, uh, say, like when it comes to lawsuits, I think it's Paul. Maybe it's, maybe it's in, in the Gospels, maybe it's Christ. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't look that up. It just popped into my head uh, because of a situation that I'm aware of. Uh, but, you know, with, when it comes to lawsuits, um, you know, settle, basically, basically settling out of court, you know, before you get to the court, you know, settling and being done, you know, that way it's, you know, it's just over and done with, um, uh, you know, especially, uh, you know, in a society 
such as uh, took place in, in first century Israel, uh, you know, in, in the you know, which was uh, ruled and dominated by the Roman Empire. You know, where you had you know a corrupt court system. Uh, a friend of mine was talking about this uh, recently, and uh, I think he was saying, like, say, like nineteenth century England. I think it was 19, yeah, nineteenth century England. You know, where you had uh, evidently, and I've not looked into this, but what he was saying was a pretty fair and just legal system. And in um, you know, in Israel at the time of Christ. It was corrupt, and and, and may, maybe you know we're not as bad, but there there definitely are some pretty severe flaws in our justice system. Uh, innocent people who get convicted, and guilty parties who get let for, let go. Um, you know, so there there is some of that. You know, uh, <clears throat> uh, but anyway, you know, as much as possible, you know, we should be we should be pursuing. Uh, you know, appropriate means and not taking things into our own hands. Um, and, and really, uh, I think, uh, ultimately, if it gets to the point to where there is no uh, legal resolution forthcoming, you know, rather than take matters into your own hands, you know, if you've pursued all the avenues that are available and you're still not um, vindicated, at that point, you know, it's 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 really in God's hands, and I think I think really at that point you just let it go, uh, rather than going and you know defaming somebody, uh, injuring somebody, killing somebody, even if it got that far, uh, you know, you just let it go, and that's that's just the end of it. And I think that kind of dovetails a little bit into the next thought that I had is that, you know, we are to bless others. And part of what the reason that we're to bless others is because we as Christians have been called to inherit a blessing. <clears throat> and we, we are tremendously blessed already in this life. And then there's, of course, heavenly blessing that will come uh, when we leave this world. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but we, and we've also been called to a higher standard. You know, we, we are called to be different from the world, you know, in the world, but not of the world. You know, this this difference that is supposed to, to mark our lives, <clears throat> you know, that, that's who we're supposed to be. Uh, we fail at it a lot, um, you know, but so, you know, I mean, Peter said, you know, we are to bless others because of because of this calling that we have. We're not supposed to return evil for evil. And I think that this concept is uh, somewhat similar to the concept of, of uh, needing to forgive in order to receive forgiveness. And I'm sorry, I, I didn't think to write the reference down uh, for that. I believe it comes out of the Lord's Prayer. Uh, let, me, let me just pop in there real quick. Um, yeah, I should have prepared. Just I did a little bit more preparation. Um... There we go. Yep, it is the Lord's Prayer. So Matthew 6, 12. Uh, Forgive us our debts as we ourselves have forgiven our debtors uh, is the New English translation. And uh, King James, of course, should be the uh, uh, forgive us our trespasses. Uh, and forgive us our... No, well, okay, well, okay, it depends on which version or whatever. So And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors is what my King James on my software says. Uh, so there. Uh, you know, what you... you, you <clears throat> I've been to churches where uh, they've decided they were going to say the Lord's Prayer. They have to decide before they say it. Are we saying debts or are we saying trespasses? <laughs> um, uh, uh, anyway, uh, now in in that, um, 
<clears throat> now, once we've been saved, the entirety of our sins, uh, you know, past, present, future, have been covered by the blood of Christ. And uh, this this is a topic that could be debated, and, and I guess it would be a topic for another episode at some point. But uh, where I stand on it, and my understanding of Scripture is, you know, once we have been saved, we, we are always saved. We are always going to go to heaven once we've been saved. It's 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 a done deal. Uh, <clears throat> it, uh, it it's not going away. So this uh, <clears throat> this line in the Lord's prayer: "Forgive us our debts, as we ourselves have forgiven our debtors." I don't believe that's speaking to um, to salvation. What I think that's really speaking to is relationship with God. Our, you know, if our relationship. Basically, if our relationship with others is damaged because we are not forgiving them the things that they do to us, our relationship with God is also damaged. Um, you could, uh, you know, possibly say you'd find that you know prayer is cumbersome, a burden. Uh, it doesn't seem like anything's happening. Uh, you know, you just you maybe you don't feel a closeness to God. And I don't, I want to be careful. I don't want to place too much emphasis on feelings. Um, you know, God loves us even when we don't feel like he loves us. And, uh, you know, and, and say like in, in the context of marriage, which we talked about the last couple of weeks, we are called to love even if we don't feel like loving. Um, anyway, so this, you know, so this concept of of, uh, of blessing others because we've been called to inherit a blessing, I think, is similar in <clears throat> in concept. Now, that doesn't mean, uh, you know, saying you could look at this from a financial perspective too. Uh, that doesn't mean, you know, just like just like um, giving tithes and offerings is not a formula for wealth and riches to come pouring into your bank account, because there are some who have taught that, you know, that you know you give. Uh, basically to get now god can do whatever he wants you know if god chooses to financially bless you uh you know and you know and beyond your basic needs uh for sure if he chooses to bless you that's his prerogative you know but if you are faithfully you know giving you know whatever you've determined whether it's 10 percent or a set dollar amount or whatever it is whatever you've put in your heart uh you know whatever's in your heart to give and if you've made that decision to give you know, if you come at it from, you know, an attitude of, you know, I'm going to give X amount every week uh, because in doing so, God is basically, basically God's going to be impressed and therefore he is going to, um, he's going to repay me financially uh, two times over, four times over, ten times, whatever, you know, I give a hundred dollars and all of a sudden I'm making a thousand. Um, it's not that God can't do that. But I don't think God's economy typically works in that fashion. He might. You know, I'm, not, I'm not saying that God couldn't, but I don't think typically that's the way it goes. So the same thing with this blessing. You know, I don't bless somebody. And I'm not saying, you know, coming up to somebody and putting my hand on their head is, oh, bless you, child, or anything like that. You know, part of being a blessing to somebody, you know, could be, you know, giving somebody, uh, you know, somebody who's poor or destitute, you, you give them a meal, uh, you invite somebody into your home. Uh, you know, there are many ways that you could be a blessing. You can be a blessing through friendship. You can be a blessing through material or financial means. Uh, 
you know, there, there are a large number of ways that you can serve, you know, and that's just, you know, if you truly don't have any extra money for, you know, whatever reason, you know, and there's debate that could go on there, but if, if there really isn't money, or if there's not as much money as you would like to be able to give, uh, you know, say if you're dealing with debts, which is fresh on my mind because it's kind of a situation we're dealing with in my family. If you can't give as much as you would like to because you have other obligations, uh, you know, self-inflicted, you know, problems, or, you know, really you just, you make enough to live and enough to give a few dollars every week or every month or whatever, uh, there's time that you can give. You know, so just as there are many ways that you can give and serve, there are many ways that you can be a blessing. Um... And, uh, and it could be, I guess, the kind of don't return evil for evil or insult for insult, you know, rather than insulting somebody, you could bless them, uh, rather than, uh, you know, if somebody, um, you know, cheats you out of something, you know, you could, I guess, you know, you could have them over, you know, you <clears throat> maintain a friendship or whatever, <clears throat> develop a friendship, I guess, you know, something. Anyway, um, you know, there are different, definitely many ways that you could be a blessing and we don't do it to force God's hand to bless us in some way. If he chooses to bless us in some uh, physically uh, manifested way, again, that's his prerogative, uh, financially uh, or, or, you know, with health or other things. But even if, you know, it's just like, just like in a marriage, like I said, you know, uh, uh, husbands are called to love their wives sacrificially like Christ loved the church, and it, there's no qualification given there. You know, so if God chooses not to give me all these wonderful, great, you know, things that, you know, and all the stuff that comes to mind, ultimately it's stuff that I would probably selfishly indulge in or whatever. Uh, so probably just as well that he doesn't give them to me. Um, you know, if he wants to give them to me, great, but no matter, no matter what, if, if I end up, uh, if I end up, you know, no richer, uh, no better off, uh, you know, whatever, I still bless, uh, you know, and that's, that's the principle, that's a principle there. That we should, uh, I actually think really it's, it's a command. Don't return evil for evil, insult for insult, but instead bless others because you were called to inherit a blessing. So really, right there from Peter, this command, be a blessing, bless others. Uh, something else here that just kind of, that, uh, struck, stood out to me in all this. Peter asks a rhetorical question in, uh, ver, uh chapter 3, 13, uh, of 1 Peter. Uh, he says, who is going to harm you if you are devoted to what is good? Well, good people or people who are doing good things do get harmed. Um, you know, I think I think it is a general principle. Who is going to harm you if you do order to what is good? Uh, well, by and large, nobody. Likely, uh, you know, you could you know, do all sorts of good things, and people will probably be like, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, government maybe steps in, and you know, uh, <laughs> I've seen several accounts. Uh, you know, say like, uh, you know, people being told that they can't, you know, like churches, I think, or, you know, other things like they can't feed homeless people, uh, you know, in their building. And it's, it comes down to like, well, you're, you're operating kitchen, you know, and I assume it would need like, oh, you need to have the commercial kitchen license or, or whatever food establishment license. Um, you know, so there, there's that, you know, now is that really harm? Um, you know, on one hand, no, it is, you know, tying your hands somewhat. Um, I think I read, I think I read a story if I remember right about like somebody who went and like gave like bag lunches out to homeless people and they were shut down over, you know, it, you know, so I mean, that's kind of silly, but you know, um, 
you would think the government would be thrilled, you know, because that's a benefit then that's not, you know, coming out of taxpayer money, but, you know, that's not the way things work, and that's another discussion. So, anyway, so it's it's generally true that if you're devoted to doing good or devoted to what is good, you know, you're, you're going to be fine. Um, uh, but... He continues, if in, in, but in fact, if you happen to suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. You know, and, and that's a, the, I think really just a mirror of what Christ said in Matthew 5. Uh, blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and, uh, say all kinds of evil things about you falsely. I guess verse 10, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness. You know, um, both of them, you know, talking persecution. There's there's insults, persecution, saying all kinds of evil things. Persecution probably is really picturing uh, some sort of uh, manifestable, manifested, whatever, uh, <laughs> uh, some sort of harm that's obvious. Uh, you know, physical persecution comes to mind. You know, beatings and such. Um, you know, but it says you know if somebody does do harm to you. Basically, you know, from you know, don't be terrified of terrified of them or shaken. You know, if you happen to suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. Don't be terrified of them or be shaken. But set Christ apart as Lord in your hearts, and always be ready to give an answer to anyone who asks about the hope you possess. You know, so you need to be prepared. And here, I think, really is the application point. And uh, you know, really, I I do believe Christians worldwide. You know, you, you can talk about, say, communist China and the Middle East and other things. You know, they're, they're, uh, those locations, Christians are absolutely uh, facing persecution um, and, and, you know, and trials. Uh, but worldwide, you know, and here in America, even Christians, I think, are very likely going to be facing an increasing number of trials. Um, there's, I think, going to be political pressure. Um, not that this is a political podcast, but uh, just the way that our current president is handling himself uh, from things that uh, things that I've read, things that I've heard, things that I'm you know seeing myself, uh, I think that he's really setting himself up at this point. If things don't change, I think he's really setting himself up to lose Republican majorities uh, in the 2018 elections and potentially lose uh, you know a, a a re-election bid in 2020. Um, you know, we're not quite halfway through the first year of his presidency. Uh, so there is time though, where he could, he could make changes, but he needs to start making some serious changes. Um, and a, a lot of the safety and comfort that we as Christians are able to enjoy in America, I think really are, are, are from the political structure uh, being put in check and the more that that check is lost, uh, you know, the less secure we're going to be. Now, this, this I think, will be a good thing for the church on the one, you know, in one sense. Um, it's going to, as trials increase, you're going to see wheat and chaff getting separated. Um, but we do need to be prepared for, for that. We can't uh, be living with our heads in the sand we can't be you know oblivious to the fact that you know, we live in a world that by and large is uh at least ambivalent if not outright hostile and i think the outright hostile element is growing 
uh, you know, towards Christianity. Uh, and the thing that we need to keep in mind as Christians, we need to be ready to do what is right, no matter what the personal consequences will be. And that's a, that is a scary prospect. I think about it being a husband and a father. Personal consequences, uh, will not affect just me. It affects my family. Uh, safety and security of my family, uh, our ability to survive, uh, you know, financially and otherwise, uh, it is. I think it is a big deal. So we need to be ready for that, and and really and trust that God will see us through. As we are faithful, we may not be seen through, you know, through large wealth. You know, God didn't promise us that we were going to be wealthy in this world. He didn't promise that there would be no difficulties. You know, trials will come you know james says consider it nothing but joy when you fall into all sorts of trials they will come uh and i'm not trying to be doom and gloom or you know anything like that but it, it is reality we live in a broken world and even if we maintain just the status quo at this point we would still be facing trials and we need to be ready for that one of the things you can do to be ready is to know your bible and uh you know by knowing that you know when you know truth you can stand much more securely Okay, so that's it for today. Uh, let's see, a couple things here. Um, so I'm going to throw in the show notes a link to the Net Bible online. It's a nice resource if you uh, happen to be on a computer or on your phone or something. And uh, <clears throat> It's also available uh, if you have the... Oh, what's the app? <laughs> yeah, the U version. I think it's U version is the app. Um, it just says Bible when you open it, uh, or you know when it's on your screen on your phone. Bible, yep, U version is the name of the app. So if you haven't ever picked up the U version app, I would recommend that you do so. Uh, it's nice to have on your phone uh, with young children and having to keep them contained and such at church. It's a little bit easier for me to uh, open the app and look at look at uh, scripture passages that way in church than it is to have my big Bible out and you know in front of me. It'd be different if we were sitting at a table or if I had a tray that folded down or something on the you know like in an airplane. If I had tr- a tray on the back of the seat in front of me that I could fold down and put my Bible on it, that actually be really nice. Um, if I could design a church, that'd be one thing. So uh, check out the Net Bible, uh, New English Translation. Uh, get the Uversion app if uh, if you don't already have it. Um, I do want to uh, ask that um, that if you uh, enjoyed this episode, if you didn't enjoy this episode too, you know, for that matter, I guess, you know, if, if you would pop over to, to iTunes and uh, leave a review, uh, that would be fantastic. So one of the things that will help this podcast continue is some reviews. Uh, you know, positive reviews would be great just because then people will be more in, inclined to check it out. But I'm not going to hold anybody to that. Uh, and along those lines, um, I have to think of a time frame here. So we, it is June 12th as I'm recording this. Uh, it's a little late. Um, you know, I'm hoping to get this actually up today. Um So how about, so today's June 12th, and what I want to do, I've talked about this Read Old Dead Guys campaign. I haven't done a whole lot with it, but I do have some swag to go along with it. And there'll be, I'll put some links in the show notes so that you can go check check out what's available. Um, so here, here's what I want to do. Between now and July 15th, so about a month, between now and July 15th, Everybody who goes and leaves a not just a rating but a review, 
I'd love I'd love a rating for sure, but a review also. Uh, if it, whoever goes to uh, iTunes and leaves a rating and a review, and then contacts me through one of the contact means uh, that'll be in the show notes, uh, and that I'll give you in just a second. Contact me with what your iTunes username is. Uh, so that I can go verify that your review is there. Whoever goes through and does that between now and, and July 15th will be uh, entered into a drawing to uh, pick uh, one item out of the two different um, storefronts, basically, that we have available. I've got a storefront set up on Teespring where I have some coffee mugs set up and uh, a couple of t-shirts. I'm going to put a couple more up there. Uh, I just need to upload the images, basically, and create the file. Uh, my wife also has done uh, or created an album of uh, various t-shirts that she has designed, and those are all available on Amazon. And she's put some, uh, she's made a lot of her own design. She's also used the images from the Read Old Dead Guys campaign. <clears throat> so uh, what I will do, uh, I'll, I'll draw somebody July 15th, well, actually, Sunday, July 16th. I'll wait until midnight, July 15th, and uh, and then sometime on, on the 16th, I will uh, I will go through. I'll put all the names into a uh, just a drawing type app, and uh, you know, put them all be a random name picker. And whoever wins, I will send you one item of your choice from either of the storefronts. So if I can't get my reviews honestly i will get them through bribery um <laughs> no so uh certainly go through and uh and leave a rating and a review would certainly would appreciate it enter that drawing uh would love to see somebody uh you know win that item so we'll see how that goes uh and if you do want to get in contact with me well one you have to get in contact with me to let me know who you are on itunes so i know who to put into the drawing and uh, probably the best way to do that would be to email contact at bitesizetheology.com. And that's contact at B-I-T-E-S-I-Z-E-D-T-H-E-O-L-O-G-Y.com. Uh, you can also, uh, for other contact means, you can go to the website, bitesizetheology.com. You can go to the Facebook group, Bite Size Theology. It's a closed group, so if you are uh, not a member of it already, uh, you'll just be asked to join and I will uh, check your profile out, make sure you're not a bot or a spammer or something like that. And then I will approve your join request, uh, hoping to get you know some more discussion going on there. And uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Byte underscore sized Theo. Links for all of those things will be in the show notes. Well, I want to thank you for sticking with me. I went a couple minutes longer than I intended to. Um, promo stuff, all that. And I would ask... That no matter what you do in this life, make sure that your theology impacts the way that you live your life. God bless. Uh-huh.